1: Folks, good to see you again, indie game business. I love hanging out here. Thanks for having me again. I'm here to talk about demos, free demos, the secret to instant visibility. That's what it is. Okay, I always like to start off with some good graphs. I'm, I'm really into graphs, they're just my favorite thing. Um, so, this, I, I don't know if this is like you, some indies, a lot of indies, to be totally honest, have this problem. So, this is basically visits over time. This is your Steam page, kind of flat, you know, flat. This is a real graph from a real game. Um, And you're like, how do I get out of this flat zone? (laughs) Just a few wish lists a day, a few couple visits every, you know, once a week, maybe a little bit less. But this game, Card Bob, Revival, added a demo. Nice spike from this demo launching. Let's look at another one. Flat zone. Total flat traffic. Added a demo. Wild light. Look at this. Nice spike. Nice long tail. A lot thicker than it was before. Look at that. All because of a demo. This this red arrow, demo hit. Let's look at another one. Right here. Flat. Couple spikes. Good. Good couple spikes. Long time. This is a long time. Added a demo. Look at this nice, fat, spiky like tail right here. This is Peglin. Awesome game. Now I say instant visibility. I I gotta sell it. It's called Secret Instant Visibility. Nobody does it if it's like, hey, the secret to long hard work. But I mean, this is a couple months between when it demo dropped and then a, a big spike. But that is what we're gonna be talking to do about today is how to do a demo, how to get this nice, fatter traffic through your marketing, how to do it. The world is turning to demos. So this is Steam Next Fest happens three times a year. One of the things that they sell, they say, seven days, hundreds of new demos. The world of indie marketing is finally turning around to demos. Look at this. They want it. Everybody wants it. This is streamers. This is back to Peglin. Streamers love demos. This is a streamer that played the Peglin demo about once a week. Look at every red box here is that streamer playing Peglin. This is a demo. This is the power of a demo. This game right here earned 40,000 wishlists in their first month because of a demo. This is streamers playing the demo that they launched. Really big stuff. This is awesome. Demos are huge. This is good. Good stuff. And this reminds me back in the day, shareware. Back in the day when I was like 14, this was the big stuff you, but what share was for you kids is before there was really an internet that we know of today, you used to go to a store and buy a disc that you know this one would cost a couple bucks you could also like freely copy it that's why it was called shareware but it was free but it was a small bit of the game you'd get like the first chapter of the game something small and then they would hit you up to buy the full game that's why it was called shareware and it was how the industry sold indie games back in the day the shareware model and demos are back this is you know demo stations we all love demo stations demos are good this is this is fun stuff but With the death of demo stations, we don't go to stores anymore, right? And, you know, no longer get discs out of store for a couple bucks. It's kind of a lost art form of how to make these demos to sell your game. So what I did was I went to the experts. I talked to a lot of people who were there in the industry. Let me flip over here. A lot of people who were making share games, George Broussard, Kevin Ryan, Jake Burkett, Seamus McNally, all these folks were making demos Doing the shareware thing, really selling their game. So I interviewed a lot of these guys on how to make a good demo. Um, this book here, Shareware Heroes by Richard Moss. I got a lot of the research that I did for this talk from this guy. He has a book now called Shareware Heroes. Get it? It's good. Just Google Shareware Heroes, you'll find it. It's a great book. Great book. All right. So anyway, uh, demos. What's what 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 are we going to talk about? How how what why demos? Okay. So it's a new way to get all new types of visibility. Visibility we didn't have when it's just like you selling screenshots, okay? So I'm gonna show you how to get more visibility with your game because of a demo way before launch. And I'm gonna be kind of encouraging you to start creating a demo sooner than you think, okay? So I hope out of this talk, you're like, you know what? Get on the phone like this say hey i think we need to make a demo faster all right so this is kind of what i hope you get out of this how to get the visibility and how to get that demo sooner here's how we're going to do it first i I'm to i'm just going to tell you why even have a demo i'm going to show you some great examples from real games i'm going to show you how to design one i'm going to show you how to market it like once you make your demo what do you do with it and then how to know if this demo is actually working like is it doing what it should be doing or bad? and then maybe sometimes you shouldn't have a demo (gasps) i'm gonna tell you when when maybe not a good idea so we're gonna do it all right this is me uh how to market a game.com free is my free weekly newsletter i write it basically every monday comes out how to market your game that's what i talk about it just facts ideas that i have data from real developers stories concepts that you need to understand before you market your game so it's just a really clear weekly blog that i write um i also consult so some of these are my clients that i've um these are just some of my clients that i've worked with to help them you know perfect their how they market their games how to be better with steam i focus mainly on steam and getting your indie game on steam because there's a lot of tools that steam allows you to have and i get covered in industry places like vice game developer game industry biz i'd give quotes. So if you're a journalist, I give quotes, whatever you want, I will give you some quotes. I love it. I also sell a class that teaches you top to bottom how to market a game. It's called the Wishlist Invisibility Masterclass. I do things like I'll pick up a rock and I'll tell you how uh, picking up a rock is a lot like marketing. Fun stuff. It's a really fun class. So if you like it and what I'm doing because of uh, this uh, lecture series, you know, the IGB, I'm trying an experiment. I put two coupon codes. These coupon codes, you can only use one, get you 75. I knocked 75 bucks off the class. Um, but I want to see who pulls more weight. You can both coupon codes will get you 75 bucks off, but I made one for Jay, J. Rocks, or one for Indy, Dan, who was here too so one of the two guys I, they're the batman and robins of this conference i want to know which one you like better so if you do buy it both coupons give you the same amount so we're doing a little science experiment but anyway um if you want to go there go to howtomarketagame.com courses that's where you find the course for the wishlist and this being master class if you're interested in it again use one of these two coupons when you check out i want to see which 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 guy uh pulls more weight okay Oh, and by the way, I pull this coupon by the end of the conference. So it's only available this week. And then I pull this, this offer. Okay. Anyway, so we're talking real data. And the reason I have this is I've kind of become like a doctor. I've heard when, when you become a doctor, people will pull you aside at a party and be like, I got this mole in this place. Uh, does this look normal? And then they'll lift it up and then just show you. I'm kind of like that, but not moles. It's data. So a lot of people will just approach me and be like, this is my number. Is this normal? Is this is this what I should be doing? Um, I, I, I got this many wish lists. Is this normal? So I kind of have this like just general sense of what's going on. But what I did was I reached out to everybody in my community, everybody, every indie that I know. And I said, hey, can you share your data with me? and i got 80 games to share their wish list numbers, their stats, how well their demos do. All these games had demos, they were in festivals, resting periods, surveys. I got a lot of this information from real devs making real games right now. This isn't like knowledge from 30 years ago. So that's what that's where i'm coming from with this data. So take a look at it. This is let's let's look at what's going on. So why have a demo in the first place? Okay, so part of the survey that I said, it got all those games. This is what works. This is, each bar is a wishlist spike. This is how people got visibility. In order, festivals, TikTok, streamer, Reddit, press, imager, and then Twitter at the back end. The top two, streamers and festivals. Guess what? These, the entry to these are demos. You have to have something to play for streamers to play you they don't just play screenshots they play a demo so you got to have a demo ready for streamers and you got to have a demo to get into festivals let me let me show you what i mean okay festivals i'm talking the online ones these live ones these don't work live festivals really uh, it's a lot of work expensive you got to get a hotel and then you might catch something Duh, they don't get you that much but these online ones these online festivals are where it's at so what happens is on steam They will, uh, companies come to Steam and say, hey, can we have a festival? Here's all these games. Steam will say, great, we'll put you on the front page. Hopefully, not all the time, but sometimes they do that. And then people just browsing Steam from like Tacoma, uh, from uh, like Ohio, uh, they just look and they're like, oh, look, there's a festival, click on it. And then they see all the games and then they wishlist them. This is where you get thousands of wishlists. If you get into these online festivals, it's where it's at. You're getting lots of visibility by getting into these festivals. And... What they do is on these festivals, they're just listing these just games. Lots of games are in these festivals. And so the the shoppers just click, oh, this game looks interesting. They click it, and then they see your Steam page. They see your thing, and then they play your demo. Notice how it says try the demo up here at the top because these festivals prioritize games with demos. Most festivals require you having a demo before you can get in sometimes they don't and let me show you some festivals are nice and they'll let you go in just with the steam page no demo but i took a screenshot of the entire festival this is what the typical festival looks like when you scroll 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 this is the entire thing if you have a demo you get put in this prime spot right at top like three sections down here's games with demos games without demos get way down here you need the demo to get this prime featuring spot you want a demo you gotta get it okay and also, like I said, streamers can't play screenshots. They need something to play, and your demo is what they'll play. And streamers, let me show you, will play demos. They love demos. They love it. Like I said, Peglin got super popular because a couple streamers would play this game, not the game, not the full release game, pre-launch the demo all the time. Like every week, the sky was playing the Peglin demo. It's amazing you got a good demo, that'll do it. So you need demos to unlock the two best sources of wish lists: festivals and streamers. And you can do that for the life of your marketing. All right. So let me show you how to design a demo. All right. So this is the marketing funnel. You have to understand this if you're making a game. Marketing funnel is how a person moves through your marketing to figure out if they wanna buy your game. So they start out not knowing you exist at all or your game is even a concept. And then by the end of it, what happens? They go buy your game, hopefully. Now some people shoot off and not, but they don't just go from never hearing you straight to money, they kinda have to matriculate slowly through here. Now top of the funnel are the things that are loud, obnoxious, like Twitter and Imgur, TikTok, YouTube, Anything that you can go viral is what I call top of the funnel. Those are the big, loud, obnoxious being jerks and stuff. Hopefully, don't be a jerk. But you know, this is the stuff that's attracting people. And then you got to slowly work them down to the buy phase. But they don't just go straight down there. There's actually this huge gap between somebody hearing about your game and then becoming like so excited about it that they're willing to buy it. This is a huge gap. It's just like, oh, yeah, just go from awareness to being interested in the game. Uh-uh. It's hard. Okay. You need something to guide somebody carefully through this. And that's what your demo does. It's like that guy that that gets the airplanes to the gates on the ground, the ground crew waving those batons. That's essentially your demo. And this is your fans, your potential fans going, okay, you heard about my game. Now follow me, follow me. This is it. This is how now you're interested in my game. That is what your demo does, it guides people down the funnel so they're so excited they will buy your game day one. That's the purpose of a demo. I like to think of it like a meat grinder. (laughs) So it's a desire machine. It takes somebody who knows nothing about your game and then you put them in the top and then if it's a good demo, it shoots them out of there fully excited about your game. So excited about your game, they're willing to do anything and buy it on day one. It's a desire machine. It just creates people who love your game. This is a demo. This is the demo machine. That's what it is. Inputs, outputs, OK? Now, it also, a good one, will shoot out non-fans. Because not everybody's going to like your game. People have different tastes, right? So some people love your game, and they're going to be so excited about it. But some people like, I don't like to shoot guns. I like stories. That's fine. There are games for some people and not for others. That's totally fine. So your demo should also shoot out people and say, hey, don't be excited about my game. You're, you're just not my fan. That's OK carry on that's a good thing and that's what a demo will do also it's there's no hiding behind it you're just like this is what my game is take it or leave it okay that's what you got to do so a good demo will take people in and make the right people excited and the people who won't like your game when it's fully released get them out of the way a bad demo could accidentally deter people who would have liked your game and you only get a few people who are excited and actually shoot out people who would have been excited so we got to make sure that your demo is a good one and i'm going to tell you how to do it so eight tips for a good demo so that you get only the people who should be excited about your game the people who like your type of game and get them super excited so that when your game launches these orange guys are ready to buy it they're ready to take action to buy your game this is what a demo does okay so tip one just decide on a duration 30 minutes 60 minutes don't <laughs> I don't really recommend going endless but either one, 30, 60 somewhere in that range, totally fine. The most important thing is to say yes and just to know that number. we're shooting for 25 minutes. That's how long we think we're gonna do it or we're going for like a 45 minute demo. We think it'll take you about 45 minutes to get through this demo. Pick it. You need to set that time because then you know whether you're hitting your mark or not. Okay, just decide it. It can change, but just pick it. At least make the decision, right? I mean, don't just sit on the fence thinking that you're gonna, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's not. You just gotta figure out what it's gonna be. Okay, just just be honest with yourself. Okay. So after that, what are you gonna do? Whoops. Um, you are gonna uh, think about your demo. You're gonna come up with how you are going to move them through there and you're going to figure out the time that it's going to be for your demo now the main thing is whatever your demo time is don't do it slowly this is jake burkett from gray alien games he made demos for big fish games okay they published his games so big fish is big on demos all their games are required to have a demo and he basically got this from his time working with the folks at Big Fish. And he said, you have to grab people immediately. This meant good onboarding, easy tutorials, showing us some cool stuff. Then you introduce new mechanics and Medigate items, power-ups, good rate within the first hour. I like to say it's N media res, you know, in film, you drop them getting chased by the Star Destroyer right at the beginning. You don't have this, like, you know, story about a guy farming water on the surface of the planet. No, you go straight into lasers. Go right into lasers. I'm um, An example of this, um, and Jake told me about this, is Xenon 2. I didn't play Amiga, but he said this was the best thing. It was a shooter... Uh, back in the day, in the very first 10 seconds, a power-up would drop, and would give you every power-up right at the front. And it just lets you say, like, oh, this is what the game is. This is exciting. Oh, this is the potential. And then it would take it away because it was just a temporary power-up. But they didn't they save their best stuff. They didn't save their best stuff. They just put it right up front. Most people are going to drop out of your demo. So give them the good stuff right up front. All right, minimize tutorial. This kind of goes with N Media Res. People don't want to just be dumped with information, they can't remember most stuff. So just minimize it, just the bare minimums. If your demo is only jumping and shooting, don't give them tutorials on all kinds of stuff. They're never gonna really do. You got to reduce friction, explain only the essentials. Your demo is not just chopped up of your game, it's kind of massaged. It's your game, but trunk down to the tightest part, the most important bits. Jake, again, with his stuff, he would say in my demos, I really do fast chapters right in the front. And I do a store, a upgrade shop within like two levels and then three levels. And then as the demo goes on, it gets longer and longer. And with a cliffhanger, this is how he would structure it. He said that by the end, when he would do something, a structure like this really fast, interesting stuff happening at the beginning and then longer chapters, each bar is a level. He said, I was converting at about 20%. 20% of the people who played his demo went on to buy the game. That's crazy, that's really good. Okay, so the next thing is give people a goal with your demo so that when they start the demo, they know where they're gonna be ending. A great demo that does this is this game called Do Not Buy This Game. Try it, I think the demo's still up. Um, when you come around the corner of this game, it's a first person kind of narrative exploration thing. You come around this corner, in the distance you see this thing. And I zoomed in, because you can see it when you're playing it, but it's hard on a slide. It's just a button. And this guy down at the bottom says, do not go towards that button. Sets the stakes right, right at the beginning. And the rest of the demo is you fighting with this narrator that says, don't go towards that button, but you know you're gonna go towards the button. So it's a constant fight about touching that button. So it leads you right there. It says, this is your goal, touch that button. And then the rest of the demo is you fighting to get to that button. Another one is again, Peglin. A good map right at the start is a great way to establish this. You see right at the start, oh, when I beat this game, there's going to be a mole at the bottom. I'm going to battle a mole. So they've established what the goal of this demo is. I'm going to play this demo until I get to that mole. That's just establishing that goal right up front. Really powerful stuff. Jordan Versard, a guy behind um, Duke Nukem 3D, Great shareware title. I remember getting this, uh, downloading it off the internet. It took me like a day to download this tiny demo. But anyway, he says, end the demo on a bit of a cliffhanger, a hook, a story beat. You can't just lop off the game at 30 minutes or whatever and call that a demo. Put some work into making a tool that makes people think, hell yeah, I need more. That is what you need to think about. You got to end it on a cliffhanger, okay? So tip number five, show what they're missing by not buying the game not as uh, being covered by our our sponsor here there is a not under there but anyway so you got to show them what they're missing okay and a great one is this game death trash their demo it's exploring a wasteland very similar to uh fallout games but what they did was in the wastelands they put out like demo demo this is off limits you can only play in this sandbox but if you want to see this cool stuff out in the wastelands that's that's not that's not in the demo. You've got to be very clear what's not because you don't want people getting to the end of the demo and say, "Yeah, yeah, I think I played the whole thing." If you lock off and make it obvious like not in the demo, this is only for the full game. People are gonna be like, oh yeah, they could see it. They know what they're missing out on. So if you've got like a huge inventory screen where they can pick all types of weapons or ammo or something, the stuff that's not in the demo, show that weapon and just say, not in the demo, put a big lock icon. It's so that people say, oh, I see, there's more to this game. It's not just this short 30 minute experience. Oh, I can see there's so much there. Tell them what is not in the demo. Okay, Um, this is Kevin Ryan, who made uh, The Incredible Machine, early shareware pioneer. He said, hit the sweet spot of giving them enough, but not too much. And that seems to be a mixture of art and science and maybe some lucky magic, too. Now, I I can't give you a thing. It depends on every game of where that balance is. You just got to learn what it is. You have to. That's part of becoming an experienced developer. Let me. And speaking of experienced developers, let me give you a better thing. GDC. I met John Romero. I gave him a handshake, said, Hey, uh, he was giving a talk on Wolfenstein 3D, which had great shareware. That was the first shareware I actually bought the full version of. And I asked him, I said, How did you know where to cut off, you know, Wolfenstein 3D? How did you know not to give them too many levels or something? And he said, Oh, it's it was obvious 10 levels, a boss. We just knew we just knew that's when you cut it off. Um, you just have to release a lot of games. John Romero, like Wolfenstein 3D, they were making games of one a month for a long time by the time they got to Wolfenstein 3D. And he said it was just experience. We'd try it. We'd see what it worked on other games. But we just found through experience, you know, after you did about 10 levels in a boss fight, that was about how long you need to do. So my tip is release more games. I know this is just a very subtle tip, but just release more games. You have to just get a sense of what what's good. what What makes people excited about your game but not giving too much? I can't tell you. Your, your, your first game is probably going to fail. I'm, I'm, I hate to tell you. It happens with everybody. You just got to release more games, get better at this, get more experience. Okay. Tip seven, ensure players continue through and wish list. Make sure they actually take an action, which is always have a call to action. All right. You have to tell them what to do. I know it sounds obvious. Um, when you beat Doom, the Doom shareware, and you quit, they had a huge, obnoxious... This is the DOS prompt. If you don't know what, this is this is called a DOS prompt. And it was a text. This huge red thing would tell you what to do to go buy the game. And you used to have to go to a toll-free number. You used to have to pick up a phone and dial 1-800-ID-GAMES. I call this a credit card company now. But you used to have to staff somebody to answer the phones to buy your game. That's what you used to have to do. Um, and... Uh, that's what they would do. This is a call to action to go buy your game. It's red and yellow, like super loud. Buy our game. Um, anybody who says that it's hard to make indies and it's the indiepocalypse, you used to have to hire somebody to answer a telephone before they could buy your game. Just want to just keep things in perspective here. Okay. Anyway, so where do you put this call to action to go buy or wish list? Because wish lists are very important before your games can be purchased. There's four places. Start screen, pause screen, quit screen, and then when you beat the demo. All four of those places in your demo need to have that call to action to go wish list, okay? So, right here, start screen. Peglin does a great job, see right here? Uh, I didn't include the gif, but this wish list on Steam goes like this. Whoa, it does this like animation with the text. Very good, it should be obvious. On um, this game Cafe Owner Simulator, they just had this little widget here with a little icon for Steam. You could join Discord and stuff, but this is what you need on the demo right there on the start screen should tell you wishlist the game that's number one number two when you pause the game this is Terranil, a devolver demo um devolver's publishing it first button at the top wishlist list to Terranil. right there at the top not options n- nope the number one top of the list wishlist so get it on that pause menu next one is when you quit Get it on the quit screen. This is from the game that just recently released, uh, just earlier, like last week, um, Wandering Village. When you quit, it says consider a wish list and it gives you a little story about them. And the options are not quit, yes, no. It's you're either gonna quit or wish list. Like, would you like to wish list? That's the question. Would you like to wish list? If you say no, it boots you to your desktop. If you say wish list, it opens up Steam. And just to clarify that at the end of the demo, you need your last call to action. So here was this game. Don't buy this game. Right here, there is this giant button. You finally, you finally get to the moment when you can push that button. What does it do? It shoots up a giant screen that says wishlist on Steam. This is, I literally took this from the screen from the game. There is no, there it is. Button, push it, wishlist on screen. You literally cannot miss it. (laughs) Like this is, yeah, I mean, you can change it. And this is a button. This is the giant button at the end. (laughs) There's a gigantic button. That's what this red thing, it's the button. You finally got there. Um, And when you push the wishlist button for anything, wherever it is, you know, whether it's in the title screen, start screen, pause screen, wherever... Use this uh, overlay screen. Uh, look in the Steamworks API. It'll tell you basically you don't want to open a browser. You want to open the in Steamworks SDK to po- do the popover. This ensures that they're logged in because if they're playing a demo on Steam, you know they're logged in. So it just ensures that they don't have to take that extra step of logging in and then just do a quick pop it, wish list. It. That's what you got to do. So really make sure that it's as easy as possible to wish list once they get there. And tip number eight is to add your. Cat. This anecdote came from Shareware Heroes, a developer of this game by Pretty Good Solitaire. Well, the game's called Pretty Good Solitaire. Um, he put his cat in as the king of spades. I don't know if this is... It wasn't clear if this is a cat spay and neuter your pets joke, but the king of spades is right here. Um, he said, I hope you enjoy your game. We are a two-person team. Help feed our cats. This is the actual like end of the wish list or the end of the uh, buy the demo screen. So that's what he did. And this is the interview with the developer, Thomas Warfield. He said, it was crazy how much that worked because you would get comments. I don't know how much money that picture of the cat made me, but it's a lot. Probably made hundreds of thousands of dollars. And here's the game. Pretty good. Solitaire. This is back in the shareware days. Pretty fun stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think the cat, you can put a dog if you have a dog, but um, uh, basically, you're just humanizing yourself. You're saying, we're developers. Here it is. Have fun with it. And people like cats. So there you go. The internet runs on cats. Um, okay. Here's a bonus tip about a call to action you can add. So, you know, what I have said, uh, basically a demo takes people who are aware of your game, but not in love with it. And it's a machine that grinds them and makes people interested and aware of your game. Uh, and then shoots out people who aren't. You can do another step which is if you have a second game, you can shoot the people who are super excited over to your next game. Because your game might not be able to buy, but these people are so excited. They're like, I wanna buy something you've made. You are an awesome game developer. I like you, I gotta throw some money at you. So if this game's not ready, like maybe it's in development, so you don't have action they can take. If you have an old game, you can shoot them over there and then they go through this game's funnel. And they're ready to buy that. Let me show you an example that's happening. So this is a demo for this game, Slay the Princess. You can check it out. It's on Steam right now. Slay the Princess is not available yet. They're still developing it, but the demo is out there. Okay? But this developer has another game. This game is called Scarlet Hollow. It has episodes one through three that they can buy right now. So what they did is when you beat the game... It showed this little thing. It says, Hey, if you like our stuff, and these games are both visual novels, very similar art style, um, similar, uh, the same writers did both. They said, You want some more content? Go buy it right now. It says, Out now. This right here is the sales chart for Scarlet Hollow, daily units sold for Scarlet Hollow, which is the game that you, when you clicked on the Slay the Princess demo and said, Go buy your game. This is what happened. So, Steam sale, summer sale, right there. Having a good demo. Now, there's Slay the the Princess um, demo did really well. Look at this. No discount. It actually did better than a Steam summer sale. Isn't that amazing? They were selling 70 units at one point.
0: Sign up today for the Indie Game Business Newsletter. It's a weekly source of business news curated for indie dev teams. We've got discounts on all indie game business events and events from all of our partners. You get a first look at the summaries and takeaways from all of our podcasts. There is exclusive opportunities for promotions and early access to new tools for development, monetization, and more. Check it out. Sign up. PowellGroupConsulting.com slash publisher list.
1: 70 units of a $20 game, Scarlet House $20 game from a demo, from a free demo. This is the power of funneling people from one game to another. Really hot stuff. Really hot stuff. Now, both games are really good. You have to have really good games. Here's another bonus tip. This is, I don't know where to put this. This is just a cool tip. So, game Farewell North had a demo, and uh, the developer, I talked to him about how this demo, he said, I had a little secret, which I immediately shared on YouTube, TikTok and it's where these little wisps appear and they scatter through the level. If you go find all five in the demo, you can earn a limited edition discord role back in this discord, which will only be available to earn at the end of the next fest. I'm seeing great results from that. So far 300 players have earned this and I feel it's really boosted my demo playtime over 1500 unique players meeting playtime of 33 minutes. It gets people like another reason to play the demo. It gets people to talk about on your discord. If you get a prize and says, hey, you've won a special role in discord, they're going to go join your discord it's another thing like well if i got the special role might as well go join the discord that kind of stuff is what matters this is really neat trick really neat trick uh, this is the only game i've seen that does this but neat stuff neat stuff all right so let's talk about it. you've decided you made the demo you know your time you did all my tips let's go market it how do you tell the world that you have a demo and it's worth playing okay so this is a typical development cycle, and I put this worm here, because this this can stretch, who knows how long this is. This is six months, a year, hopefully not longer than a year. Please don't make games longer than a year at your beginning stages. Maybe once you've released a few games, then go longer, but please, please don't make games longer than a year when you're just starting out. It's so complicated, you gotta start. Anyway, I I digress. So, okay, um, so when you're in pre-production, you don't have, you're just sharing like screenshots on Twitter and stuff, right? So you announce your Steam page, right? Um, and then from the announcement of your Steam page, you've got the six month to a year process and then you release, that's typical when you're doing non-demo um, marketing, okay? Now, a demo can be live. So a lot of times what people will do is they'll put the demo right in the middle and you keep it up. This is the thing is keep that demo live for the duration of it. Now, you can opt to take the demo down or leave it up. It's up to you. I, there's, we could debate this forever. It doesn't matter. Whatever you feel comfortable, do it. But then you release it after you take that demo out. So you've got this demo during the pre section before you've released, and you've got your Steam page up, you got your demo in there, and then you release. That's how you typically fit your demo into your marketing schedule. Okay. Now, there's also betas and stuff like maybe you did a Kickstarter. So you've got some fans who are already there and you promised them early access. Here's how you can fit that in. You can do this multiple times. So you announce your Steam page. And then if you did a Kickstarter, not required, but if you did a Kickstarter and your backers are like, hey, you promised us early access before anybody else, give them early access. Give that to them. And then you fix bugs from there, having that early access and they give you feedback. And then you do a beta test. And it's the same game. It's the same demo. But you're now doing a beta test, and this is opening up to a fewer, a bigger uh, audience here, and then you get feedback from that, and you fix bugs, you take the the beta down, and then you launch your demo. And your demo at this point has been fixed from Kickstarter, from the beta test, and so now you got a demo that's really robust. It's you don't have some obvious bugs, you know the play times, that sort of stuff. Um, great place for beta test is Alpha Beta Gamer. Share the game there; he'll he'll publicize you. It's Really good stuff. Um, now when you launch a demo when you announce it to the world don't just put it out there wait for big moments because when you apply for these festivals this is a, an actual form um, from a, applying to a festival they always want something exciting to let you in they're like why should we let you into our festival and if you give them something exclusive they're more likely to say oh you're giving us that opportunity to announce this thing okay you can be in a festival so this is a question hey what are you going to show us in our showcase? Look, exclusive trailer, exclusive news, new gameplay video reveal, new game announcement exclusive. They want you to share exclusive things. They didn't say it, but you could say, checkmark, I'm launching a demo that's never been played to anybody else. You will have the world exclusive announce of my demo. So, this will be the first time. So, if they're going to, when the organizers are looking at the games to include in the festival, they're like, well, this game is going to announce their demo on our festival. Our festival will be the first place to play it. They're more likely to let you in. So, save it and use that demo launch for something exciting. Um, You can trade exclusivity. Maybe if you can't find any festivals that let you in for that, you go to streamers and say, hey, you streamed my trailer earlier. Would you like to be the first streamer to ever play my demo? Might happen, might not. It depends on how cool looking your game is. The main thing is is Discord. Okay, so whatever you do, I recommend pushing your Discord's Discord so far in advance before you have a demo. Now, this is a mistake. Now, I know some people have Kickstarters and that's good for having that Discord, but Indies love to get that Discord up. I don't know why, but people are like, oh, I got a Discord. Go join my Discord, okay? But if you don't have anything, you don't have a Steam page, anything, this is way too early. And here's the reason: if you're too early nobody has anything to talk about, <laughs> you know, you you're like show my discord and then they join in. And they're like, God, it's looking, it's looking kind of blank. <laughs> Where is everybody? And then they're just like, okay, well, honey, um, see you later. Bye. <laughs> I'm out of here. Let's go, honey. This party's kind of, this party's kind of dead. And this is the problem is if you have the discord too early, it's like a uh, empty ball pit, you know, it's just not fun. So this is what i recommend don't push your Discord so hard at the beginning just then you got to manage it and you'll be like oh we got to keep the party going keep the party going don't just hold on your discord create your discord early just in case something blows up but shut up about your discord until you've announced your steam page maybe but where, the time that your discord really kicks in is when you have the demo live so what i recommend people is do your discord when you launch your discord when you launch your demo because people like to talk about your game they can't talk about screenshots they're like did you see the latest screenshot yeah i did i don't know anything else about this game other than that screenshot i don't but if you've got a demo play they can strategize you are like hey did you kill the boss in level 4 oh yeah i used this i used a uh, magic missile on him whatever it is they only like to chat when they have a game to play so when you launch your discord with your demo then then they go hardcore then you don't get ball part ball pit energy okay it's a party wait to push your discord so hard until you have a demo to play okay here's the other question about demos people want to push it up pull it down i don't know they've kind of got a little bit of nervous energy around their demo a lot of people do this they got a festival, they put up their demo, they pull it down. Put up their demo, pull it down. They got another festival, they put it up, and then they pulled it down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't, I'm not a big fan of this stretch. I mean, you can do anything you want. Here's how streamers work. This is generally what happens. Okay, so. A festival happens. Somebody, some rando on the internet plays it, and then this rando tells her favorite streamer, let's just say Splattercat, on his Discord, and says, "Hey, Splattercat, you should play this cool game I saw at festival." And he goes, "I don't know. Let me check it out." And plays the game offline, just like, "Oh yeah, oh this game's hot." Okay, I'll make a video. So he makes a video, plays the game live on stream. Then some other rando on the internet watches his stream, says, "That game looks awesome. Let me go play it." And then plays the demo. And then they go, "This was awesome. This is a great demo." Um, okay i'll wish list it and then wish list it this is the life cycle of how somebody discovers how a streamer discovers your game and then a rando watches the streamer and discovers your game this is a complex cycle guess what this takes like a long time this takes like a month this takes this is this is not happening fast when you pull up when you put up and pull down put up and pull down your demo you break that cycle So if a fan plays your demo at a festival and says splattercat i just played the best demo on this festival you should play it and then splattercat goes and he's like there's no demo they pulled the demo you just lost out on all that visibility yikes keep your demo up folks keep that demo up um here it is other problem with part intermittent streamers, influencers are all over Twitter and they're saying stuff like, hey, I'm about to go live. Anybody got any games to play that I haven't seen before? Recommend a game to me. Um, And if you don't recommend a game, somebody else is going to take that slot. And if your game is offline, not a demo up, you can't jump on these opportunities. These happen fast. Here's a great example. Arter, who has this great demo for Jupiter Moon's Mecha, did this? He saw that guy do that tweet, and he jumped on it. His demo's up, and he said, "Hey, why don't you play it?" Guy played his thing, played his game, Jupiter Moon's Mecca on his stream. Three hundred fifty-two thousand views, eleven 1, hundred wish lists. See that? That's when a streamer plays your demo live on stream. Keep your demo up so you can jump on these streamers asking on Twitter, "Hey, uh anybody got any demos to play?" You need to be on there. Okay, here's another one. Dome Keeper. This game launched with a demo. They announced their game, put up a demo. They got forty thousand wish lists in their first month. Now this demo game is hot, hot game. The first streamer played it, got them two thousand wish lists. Now, if you were doing the up and down format, you would have pulled the demo right here. Like, well, that streamer played it; it's playing out. And so, if you pulled the demo here, you would have missed out of the next streamer who found it because streamers watch other streamers. This guy found it and said, "Oh man, awesome! Three thousand wish lists from that." If you pulled it here, you're like, "Oh well, that streamer is over. I'm going to pull the demo." You're gonna miss this other one, which was 2000. Where in this graph would you have pulled the demo? This takes months to do this. If you pull your demo too fast, you miss out on these serendipitous occasions where people will play your demo. That Oh, that makes me so sad. Don't pull your demo, folks. Here is uh, Andy Chalk from PC Gamer. I saw him ranting about demos on Twitter. So I asked him, I DMed him. I said, "Get what's your beef with Twitter or what's your beef with demos getting pulled? And this is what he said in a DM. He said, there's no practical value to that many demos in that short time span. He's talking about a festival because festivals have thousands of games to play. He doesn't have that time. He's one person. Why don't devs leave their demos up? Time-limited demos may have some small PR value because they force a relatively short sudden spike in demo plays, but that's what's the real value to gamers who, who they don't solidly committed to your game to start with. Let me tell you, you want to be on this guy's good side. This guy is going to be the one that writes about your game. He needs time to play your demo. Leave that demo up so that these influencers can play your game. All right. You can do whatever you want. I'm not the boss. If you think, oh, we're going to pull the demo, I'm not going to yell at you. I don't care. You do whatever I want. But um, I still think you should keep it up forever. But again, do it. listen to your heart. I'm just giving you the reasons, okay? All right. So finally, how to know if it's working? This is a big question. Remember, this is the machine. You want it to be a good demo where non-fans are ejected and the good fans are super excited after playing your demo. And then bad ones are where it's starting to pile up. Too many people who got wrong. This is what you got to do. Install analytics in your demo. I'm super serious about this. Install analytics in your demo. Um, they tell you whether people are playing through your demo. Now, Steam does have some built-in analytics. No matter what, right out of the box, you get it, okay? Um, you, if you go to Steamworks, product, and then you go to your game demo... There's this thing that says median time played and then it tells you a time. Okay, That's a pretty good indicator but it's aggregated across the entire life of your demo. If you made a lot of changes you can't filter that out. That's why I say install your own analytics. That way you can do some more precise filtering and say, okay, we made a big demo change. How's our demo median play time since we made that demo change? You can't quite do that but this you get for free. Okay, so check this time to see how long people are playing. Okay, now when you install analytics you can also in, uh, insert these you know fire things these things that fire off events now in don't play this game there's several buttons that you press throughout the thing and this smart developer did did this where they hooked up analytics to every single button push and right off the bat he noticed oh, look at this huge drop from button one to button two he realized that there was a bug it actually helped him fix a bug in his demo because he noticed a precipitous drop here. But then he noticed, ah, nice smooth curve. Like people are gonna drop all the time. But right here, you see this big drop. There's kind of this moment in the demo. And I'll, I'll play the demo, but there's a moment where it's like this big choice whether you should push it or not. A lot of people just <laughs> close the game rather than make this difficult button push. And But he knew it, he knew it. And he was like, that's okay, That's a, it's a good story beat that people would rather close my game than push this button. So he knew this drop, but he was okay with it because it it worked good with the logic of the game. So play it and you'll find out. But in the end, 38% of the people who started the demo went on to push the wish list button. That's amazing data to have. And then if you're trying to fix some things, maybe you decide you want to fix this bottleneck. By having this data, you can figure out, oh, I'm fixing the bottleneck. I'm fixing the bottleneck. And maybe you find out, oh, we got it up to 50% or something like that. Who knows? But you just need data to figure out whether you're making improvements in the right way. The other thing to do is soft data. Do in-person playtests or over a Discord where you just watch people play your demo. Just shut up and just watch them play. See where they get stuck. See where they get bored. See where they get lost. Read forums about your game. Steamworks, uh, you can read the demo, the forums. See if they're saying, oh God, there's such a drag boss number two. Find out where it is. Also do surveys. You can embed a link that says, take our survey after you've played our game and then just link to a Google form and then find out you know, what they hated. Maybe they hated the sound and it made them quit. Whatever it is, find out. Read bug reports. These are all things that you should monitor to figure out why your demo is not converting potentially okay here's the survey that i was talking about um if you go to this howtomarketagame slash how to, to demo i link to a survey that um a, a sample survey that i've used in the past for my clients and you can just kind of see what a good survey is so um again howtomarketagame.com slash how to demo i'll tell you how to do that And then um, Death Trash did something really cool. Um, They embedded a feedback form in there. This is like in-game. You just push F11 or what was it, F12? You just push a button in-game and just pops up, automatically takes a screenshot. You just fill out a little text and you submit it. Super easy. If you have the means, do something like this. Nice, easy feedback form. Really cool. This is Steve Pavlina. He was an old school like. He's basically uh, talking about how to do shareware way back in the day. He had this great blog post, which I think is still relevant today, called Shareware Amateurs versus Shareware Professionals. You could replace that with indie game amateurs versus indie game professionals. It still matters. This is what he wrote way back, like decades ago. In order to make a single shareware sale, there are an enormous number of factors that must all come together synergistically. The chance of getting all these factors correct on the initial release is slim to none. And basically what he's saying is, To get a sale, you have to make all these little tiny improvements all through that pipeline for people to go from not knowing you exist all the way to buying your game. And when you fix these things, you start to see these great improvements. It's really good. So really read that blog. Again, just Google Steve Pavlima, um, uh, shareware amateurs versus shareware professionals. It's a really good blog post. Okay. So what is normal? I say, you need to have good retention. You want people to play through your game. I did a survey of people who had demos up, and this is what I found. I studied 80 games and all their demos. I asked them, what is the median playtime for your demo? Each bar is a different demo. And I just looked at what's average, what's median, what's all that. The median playtime for a demo is 12 minutes. But remember, the median indie game fails. So the 70th percentile is 25 minutes. But I'll tell you, I've seen the releases of some of these games. The games that do very well on Steam have play times in the hour, 60 minutes, hour and a half time period. The longer it I, it's not a perfect correlation, but the longer people play your demo, the better you're going to do on release. It just if people don't like there's no fake in this number. If people don't like your game, it's free. They're just going to quit your demo. So, that's is a good way to figure out is my game actually fun. Look at your median playtime. Now, some people said, "Well, um what about Next Fest or so many games in a festival?" I asked, "Okay, what were the metrics for games that were in a festival?" The festival times are a little bit longer, 14.5 was the median and a little bit shorter on the high end, 19 minutes. And that's just because people are playing a lot of games, they're like, "Oh, I'm going to move on, move on." But it's still pretty high. And even look at this game almost over two hours for a demo play this last game right here really hot even during a festival okay now another thing people say is well i've got a linear game linear games you know they once they play they're done i didn't see much of a change medium playtime 14 minutes topper the 70th percentile almost 20 minutes not much of a difference um if somebody likes your game they're going to play it to the end and so even some of these games, look at this linear game with over an hour median playtime. People, you'll know if your game is doing well if they play through the whole thing. That's why I say set a goal time for how long people are going to play a demo, because then you can compare it. And, like, if you are planning to play for an hour, people would play for an hour and they only play for 20 minutes. That's a problem. You got to figure out why they're not playing for the full hour. Okay. Um, compare that. So here's linear games. Compare that to replayable sandbox games where you can play the same content, like a roguelike or something. Only adds about 7.9 minutes on top of the linear thing. So uh, a sandbox game, almost 30 minutes is the 70th percentile. And again, the top end, these big games, these games are going to do very well for themselves on the higher end, hours, multiple hours. I've seen median playtimes in like the three-hour time. That's amazing. That means that game is so fun. People can't stop playing a demo. That is amazing. Okay, so again, here it is. These are kind of some breakdowns, just some numbers that I have. And these slides will go out um, after the presentation. So Indie will send them out. So how to fix the low times. Play test, figure out if there's something stupid in your game that people are hating. Do that survey to find out why. Maybe there's some annoying character that they hate. Look at the analytics. That's how you fix these low times. This is a story about a specific game that fixed uh, their low play times. Your game is probably too hard. Let me let me explain this game Tower Escape. I uh, he came to me, the developer of it, and he said his name's Slightly Madman. That's not that's not like a value judgment. The guy's name's just Slightly Madman. His Discord handle. I don't know what his real name is, but I chatted with him. I said, "How'd you fix it?" And he said, "I was worried because my median play time was quite low, fifteen minutes." I got unanimous feedback from Reddit. He posted his game on Reddit and said, "Tell me what you think." that the game was too hard. I changed the default setting to easy. My median playtime has doubled to 38 minutes. Your game is probably too hard. I know we think Steam's hardcore, but most people just want kind of an easy, fun thing. So your game's probably too hard. So just make it easier and see if that increases your your number of minutes. Um, so again, here's his demo. Uh, this is his wishlist chart uh, for Tower Escape. This is the Tower Escape thing as you can see his launch had a little bit of a visibility um then he put his demo live that's what the second spike is and then a little bit and then he got a festival as a spike and then a streamer played it he made that demo improvement he said right around here greatly increased Uh, he was so glad that he fixed that that difficulty because the streamer loved it and this right here is why you need to keep that demo up because festivals, streamers playing your game, all this stuff is really what uh, leaves you open uh, when you have a demo up, you can capture these kind of magical events. Okay, and maybe why you shouldn't, let's talk about the dark side of demos a little bit. So um, do not buy this game. It's a very linear game. Um, If you look at it, I I asked the developer, I said, okay, how long is your demo? He said, I expected the playtime to be of 15 minutes. And the median playtime is actually 17 minutes, and he got 42,000 lists. This is a misconception by a lot of people that linear games do not do well with demos. They do. And it's just a very well-made game, a very well-made demo. So if you're wondering, you're like, I've got a linear narrative game. Can I do this? Play Do Not Buy This Game. It's a very good example of how a fun enticing good ending exciting cliffhanger will still produce some great stuff so again monitor the play time notice how i said like oh you should really have longer than 25 minutes but if your demo is only 15 minutes of gameplay straight up this is an amazing fact 17 minutes is amazing that means people played it multiple times that's a good sign again another linear game scarlet hollow they had a 90 minute median play time for a narrative visual novel very good so just because you've got a narrative game does not mean demos don't work in fact i think narratives have it a little bit easier when it comes to the end of the demo because we can do narrative cliffhangers the world of narrative like plays, TV shows, think about Netflix. They always end on a cliffhanger. So you're like, God, I got to watch one more episode. Well, there goes my night. I'm just watching Netflix all night. Cliffhangers work great. You need to have cliffhangers in your narrative games. Um, Again, Slay the Princess, same studio that did uh, Scarlet Hollow. They earned almost 25,000 wishlists in their first two weeks because they launched with their demo. They launched into a festival and they had a long play time. People were talking about, streamers were playing this great demo that did very well for them. And this is a linear narrative demo. You should play it, try it out. It's fun. Um, and I did ask Tanya X-Short because I do want to get it. I'm pro, like, leave your demo up and everything. But I want to bring perspective of being a little bit more cautious. So uh, Tanya short uh, the captain of Kit Fox Games, super, super smart, Super smart. Um, Unless you have the resources to make a totally different standalone experience, linear narrative games just shouldn't have a demo. I also wonder if more experimental games shouldn't either. If people are primarily buying your game for innovation and novelty, then any demo should not ruin that USP. And this part right here, this experimental games and demos, I think is very smart. And in fact, I did do uh, in my survey of demos and stuff, I did see a couple games that had kind of kind of meme games, kind of a funny mechanic where you saw the video, like that looks hilarious. And then you played it and it was kind of a one beat joke. After you played it, you're like, oh, I get the joke. That was funny. And then you just didn't go on because the gameplay itself wasn't as fun. It was more the novelty of that one experience. Um, in that case, if you have a one beat game where it's like once somebody plays, they're like, I get the joke. That was funny. And then they drop your game. They don't play it then maybe a demo is not the best idea for you, okay? Um, but analytics will tell you that. Try it. Study the analytics. If it does drop, if you see that like medium playtime super short and your game's good, it's just that they're like, yeah, I got the joke. That might be a sign that, okay, stop it with the demos. Not great. Okay. So when to worry about your demo, here's some last minute tips. If your median, this kind of goes to my meme point, like if you have a meme game or a game that's just not hooking people, if your median play time is less than 10 minutes, if the number of plays, the number of people who play your demo is greater than the number of wish lists, that means, in other words, like wish list earned during the same time period, that means people played the demo and they're like, yep, yeah, I got it, I don't need a wish list that. That's a sign that people played the demo Are like, I'm not into this game. If that number is greater than the number of wish sign. this is a worrying sign. If analytics show that there's a sharp decrease at a key moment, figure out why that key moment is so divisive. What happens at that point? Is it a bug? Is it a difficulty spike? Is there something janky happening? Look at the analytics for key drops in players. Okay, finally, this is a little bit of a tragic story. Samus McNally um, had a kind of an illness, died uh, way too young. He was a developer for Longbow Games. And if you know Indie Games, the official, you know, the IGB, the, the Indie Game Festival, IGF, where they award the Seamus McNally. It's named after this guy who was a really uh, interesting developer, released shareware stuff. He wrote this really great blog post. And he said, he had an interview, actually. This is an interview who's a developer behind Longbow Games, he said, if a game is not catching on no matter how hard it is pushed and promoted, that probably means it's just not that good or at least the learning curve is too steep for people to get into. I've told a lot of great stories about like games that have just done amazing, but that's why I show those charts uh, where there's like, there's a long tail where a lot of games had that short 10 minute play time, less than that. A lot of games have that. Sometimes the game just isn't hidden. The demo, people just didn't like the game. And what he's trying to say here, and I totally agree with the sentiment, sometimes the game's just not <laughs> somebody's cup of tea. And it's good just to ship that game, ship it, do your best with it, and then move on to a new game sometimes you just can't improve all games um some games are just their games and people don't like it (laughs) i'm sorry but that's the reality and sometimes it's good just to move on and try your best next time so um hopefully that's ending on a warm note um you will make more games we're all learning it takes time to get good at this otherwise everybody would do it right okay thank you so much if you have questions I am chrisakoski at gmail.com. Remember, we're going to do this thing. We're going to find if J J-Rocks or Indie Rocks. We're going to figure that out. If you want a class, I break down. I know I went so fast on this. Uh, I talk a mile a minute. But if you want to take my class, wish Wishlist Invisibility class, just go to howtomarketagame.com slash courses. You can click on that and then apply this code. Ends the at the end of the week. So if you're interested at all in my class, take this and... Both coupon codes are the same price. No, it's not. I, I
2: already checked it, Chris. It's like, if you use mine, you get $75 off. If you use Indies, it doubles the price of the class. So there's absolutely no reason to use Indies code at all. Don't, don't. I, hey, we got to get India on this side. So. No, he's getting the next talk ready. He can't defend himself right now. I'm <laughs> all
1: I'm right. Completely that assured. said,
2: I'm here to answer your questions. Any questions that anybody has, all right. So, forward. here's the deal you're so good at this and you fit your time slot so perfectly. We don't have time for live questions, but you had several of them, and so I took them all while you were finishing up and transcribed them, and they're all in the Discord waiting for you to get back to your PC and answer them. I will love to answer them. I will answer them. I'll be right over there. All right. Thank you as always. All right. So Simon, I just saw you pop a question. Then pop it over to the discord. Um, We will be right back. Dan's got the next talk coming up. Uh, Rachel was going to be talking about government grants and contracts for indie devs, which is always good. Um, And give us, two minutes to flip it and we'll be right back good to see y'all
0: thanks for listening to Indie Game Business you can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business